0: What's poppin' gamers? Welcome back to the Say It Again podcast. My name is Anthony Kane. Man, it's been a, it's been an adventure trying to get this podcast going. Had to find an SD card. I had to clean up my fucking table here. As you can see, it's still a bit of a mess. But, we got it all. We got it all figured out. So let's talk about some shit, huh? I even got a, uh, I got a white claw. A white claw with the boys. Cracking open a cold one right now. All right, let's go ahead and actually pop this open. I haven't opened it yet. Ooh, you hear that? Any of that fizzing? Probably not. You already know. Best flavor is black cherry. I don't care what anyone says. So I thought we'd um, crack open a cold one. And uh, hmm. I thought we'd talk a little bit, guys. It's on this podcast, if you can believe it. I was originally going to do a uh, Oscars episode, which I, uh, in retrospect, is not my favorite idea for this episode, so uh, I decided to do something a little bit different. Because, I mean, the Oscars are garbage. Guys, they don't mean anything. They mean nothing. The Oscars don't mean fucking anything. And if anyone tells you otherwise, then they're idiots. It's not this big fucking prestigious event that celebrates all cinema. It's really not. It's a fucking event that people pay to be a part of. You know, that's why Disney always wins all the awards, but it doesn't matter. Also, the Oscars are on ABC, which is owned by Disney. So weird, right? I'm going to do something really jank, by the way, really quick to just change gears. Uh, I'm trying to drink this a little bit faster. And so a pro tip I learned from a buddy of mine is to <clears throat> make a hole right there. So you have a little more airflow. Shout out to Tynan for showing me that pro tip. Delicious. So the Oscars are stupid. I couldn't tell you who's going to win. And I haven't seen most of the movies. I saw, let's see, I saw Marriage Story. That was really good. I, I would give Adam Driver the Oscar for that right off the bat. <clears throat> the um, I saw Joker. I don't want to get into because I'm trying to get I'm trying to just hold on to any kind of listeners at this point, and if I give my opinions on Joker, you guys aren't gonna like me anymore. So we're just gonna keep that one on the DL. What uh, I saw Parasite like last week or week before. That was really good, actually. Korean cinema just fucks. It's amazing. Anyway, long story to tell you this thing we're gonna be doing. I decided instead because instead of talking about the Oscars, which I've already done which I've already done enough times, is um, I thought I would... Okay, so I do this thing where I save every single movie stub from when I go to the theaters. Every single one. I'm not exaggerating. I've saved every single movie stub, save from maybe like four or five that I accidentally threw away. I have every single stub from every single movie that I've seen since 2011. Because the first one I started saving on was Green Horde, which I think came out in 2011. Hey, Google... When did Green Hornet come out? The Green Hornet came out in the United States of America on January 14th, 2011. Okay, so 2011. (laughs) I don't know if you guys even heard that. I have a Google Home now because who cares? Anyway, I do this thing and I save all my ticket stubs. So I thought it'd be fun in like my last little retrospective of 2019, hopefully one of the last big ones, is to go back and just look at all my movie stubs. So I have all of them here, right here. I have all my movie stubs from last year. And I thought I'd kind of go through, pick them out one by one, and either talk about the movie, maybe an experience that I had when I saw the movie, a memory associated with the movie, just something, you know, just kind of spur on the conversations because I can't do a lot of things. And that's not even self-deprecating humor. One of the things I've started figuring out about myself is that I don't have a ton of skills. I can write and I can talk about nothing. That's about all I can really do. I'm also kind of good with my hands. I can build shit pretty quick, like Lego sets and all that cool stuff. I'm a virgin but I'll tell you what I can do I can fucking talk about movies so uh, let's just jump right into it huh? shall we I think that's enough build-up all right first movie we're gonna be looking at is Alita Battle Angel I remember that movie was that last year 2019 all right yeah I don't know if it came out but I saw it in 2019 man Alita Battle Angel I'm trying to remember I didn't like that movie I really didn't. I uh, I think James Cameron kind of gets up his own ass about CGI, and the CGI was, you know, it. Here's the thing: I'm not really impressed by CGI anymore. I, I'm really not. It's just kind of like, oh, there it is. And I'll tell you why that is. It's. <coughs> oh God! White Claw's gonna kill me. Speaking of which, can you guys see that all right in the audio, in the video version? All right, let's just hope so. <clears throat> Got a plug. Always be plugging my number one sponsor. They don't sponsor me. Uh, yeah, no, it wasn't good. I don't. <laughs> I didn't like that movie very much. I thought some of the designs were cool. I thought uh, like some of the ideas were kind of cool, but I could. I could just. I mean, you could tell that they were trying to get a franchise out of it, and maybe it will happen. I don't know. I, I I'll probably see it if it does happen. Because to me, the worst thing that that movie did was be kind of boring and have a really terrible love subplot and I never saw the original anime or read the monk or anything so maybe it's better there but we're talking just purely about the uh, American movie uh I wasn't a fan the main actress though funny funny it's actually not funny at all was in my favorite show of 2019 which is called Undone and that's legitimately probably one of the best shows I've ever seen like easily in the top five like I'm talking Breaking Bad Mr. Robot Undone like that shit is up there I mean, as far as, like, quality, I, I have this thing where I, um, I always think there's, like, a difference between your favorite movie and what you think is, like, the best movie ever. Same with shows. So, Mr. Robot, Breaking Bad, and Undone is so well done. So good. It, it's about a woman who's who's bored with a life, but then she sees her dead father and gets in a car accident, and then she begins to unravel, and there's, like, hints that it's schizophrenia, but there's also hints that it's real it's very much schizophrenia, and that's what I found so interesting about it, was the fact that it's all, it's like the most accurate representation of schizophrenia, and like psychosis that I've ever seen in anything, and I don't have either of those, (laughs) but uh, it it seems very accurate, anyway, check out Undone, you can, you can skip Alita, oh, watch Alita, while high or something, it's not, it's not awful, it's just, eh, to me, watch Undone instead, up next, we're going to Avengers, and oh, oh shit, is this, um, this is my second viewing of, of of Endgame, I believe. I think, May. Yeah, my second viewing of Endgame, and th- my first ticket for Endgame is in here somewhere. So we'll just uh, skip that. I saw a couple things a few times over and over. Endgame was uh, it was I, right. it's pretty good. Uh, the th- the thing that kind of bugs me about it is that it's kind of unwatchable outside of a movie theater without the context. That we all had because here's the thing about endgame and just so we're all on the same page i'm really not wild about the mcu i like four of the movies out of the 22 i like maybe four of them but the thing is is that they're in the franchise business and the building everything up and what was so amazing about endgame is that we had the whole year before to figure out we were like oh shit how are they gonna get back because i loved infinity war infinity war is more than like my easily my favorite MCU movie. It's honestly one of my favorite movies just because I think it's so fucking sick. Like, if I'd put it in my top 50 movies, probably it'd be like in the 40s. You know, it's really good, it's really, really enjoyable. And so, we had the whole year, you know, everyone on earth had this year to build up and figure out all these fan theories and everything. And, ooh, how are we gonna do it? How are we gonna kill Thanos? How are we gonna beat him? Blah 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 blah. blah. And the end of movie ended up being, uh. I don't want to say disappointing, but it was what everyone kind of expected. <laughs> how, how do we fix this impossible to beat thing? Oh, time travel. Cool, dude. Sick. <clears throat> Not a bad movie, but I heard all these amazing fan fan theories. That would have been so much better, but whatever. The very first time I saw Endgame was very fun. Shout out James and Trevor for seeing that with me. Oh, man. I mean, I'm not even a fan of these stupid fucking movies, but I was over there when Captain America picked up Mjolnir. Holy shit. Oh, my God. That was a really cool scene. But now, you know, the thing is is that now, after it's come and gone, and you're like, oh, there's Endgame, and you're like, there's the cool battle, there's Captain picking up Mjolnir, there's... An overpowered Thanos—that's what always also pissed me off. How in the MCU they made Thanos like this Im- invincible god dude, but that's not how he is. Without the gauntlet, he's just a really strong dude. Now with the gauntlet, ooh, boy, he's literally a god. But I liked Endgame. It was—it was—I it was, would give that movie the strongest six out of ten that I possibly could. It's not bad, but it's not like amazing at all, really. After the theater run and after it uh what was it after the theater after like the first or second viewing because the first time i saw it i really didn't feel the three hours but whew, holy shit you see that movie again and you're like all right well we could we could honestly skip like the first half of this movie <laughs> anyway let's see what the next one is see what the next one is going to be oh i knocked one out this one is oh my first viewing of endgame lol uh <laughs> all right next one is joker okay Here's the thing, guys. (laughs) All right, here's the thing. Not only did I dislike Joker, I know, I know. Not only did I dislike Joker, I also think it's probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. And it's just because I've seen this story done in... Better movies, better ways. Taxi Driver, King of Comedy. And then, if I may get nitpicky here, I found the directing and cinematography very flat because if you watch the movie again, every single shot is either a wide or a close-up. Every single one. I'm not exaggerating. And the fact that that movie got nominated for Best Cinematography slash Best Directing just makes me want to fucking die. Just, man, that makes me so sad. That makes me so depressed. You want to talk about fucking getting snubbed for the Oscars? I'm pretty sure Roger Deakins didn't even get nominated for Blade Runner. Hang on. I'll, I can't do that now, but I'm pretty sure he didn't get nominated. Whatever. I hated Joker. I uh, thought Joaquin's performance was it was, it was good. It wasn't his best performance, but if you want his best performance, see The Master or Her. I loved him and Her, and I also just love Her, the the movie Her, not this ethereal Her, you know? I did not like Joker. And um, if I weren't going straight off the cuff, I would give you more more detailed reasons. But I'm really trying to get through all these, and I have a lot because, buddy, do I see a lot of movies every year. So I didn't like Joker. If you liked it, I can't say anything, you know, fine if you like it, but, you know, maybe try and see better movies anyway. So uh, the other thing that bugged me is that it's trying to be a comic book movie, but then when you say, oh, it's a comic book movie, everyone's like, oh, it's actually not a comic book movie. It's actually really deep uh, commentary on society and the social comment. It's like, no, if it wanted to be just that, it wouldn't have had a 10 minute long scene where the Joker molests Bruce Wayne as a kid. There wouldn't have been all this other bullshit where they added in all this comic book shit. That's not there for any reason other than to be a reference, and it's annoying. I'm not getting into it. I don't want to get too into it. I didn't like Joker. What's next? What is next? We got Peanut Butter Falcon. So the thing with Peanut Butter Falcon is that I didn't actually see it. I bought the ticket for it. And then I went and saw something else. I don't remember what. Usually I do this for Disney movies. Or towards the end of the year, I started doing that for Disney movies. Because they don't need my money. And I would prefer they didn't get it. I don't remember what I saw instead of this. I saw something. Must have been very good. So we'll just keep on trucking right along. It looked good. That's not to say I wouldn't have seen it. But I saw something else instead. And I don't know. You know Shia LaBeouf is really kind of turning around. I think he might be one of the most interesting actors out there today. I mean, I, I didn't see Honey Boy, but it looked just amazing. It looked so interesting. John Wick 3. Hey, let's burn every bridge. I fucking hate the John Wick movies too. I d- <laughs> oh, buddy. All right. We're, we're killing it today. Mm. Fuck John Wick. Those are some of the worst action movies I've ever seen. Oh my God. Like, and here's the other thing. I have no doubt in my mind that Keanu Reeves is a nice guy. I'm sure he's one of the coolest guys in Hollywood. I'm sure he's a great guy. I'm sure he's funny. I'm sure he's very nice. I'm sure he's cool to hang out with and talk to. I'm sure he's hung. I don't know. But the man can't fucking act. He can't act. Keanu Reeves can't act. Keanu Reeves cannot fucking act. Okay? I'm not saying I'm any better. I'm just saying Keanu Reeves cannot fucking act. And that in these fucking movies he's terrible in every single one the action scenes are horrible it i'm getting mad i've had three sips of alcohol and i'm already fucking blackout drunk no i'm just kidding but i can't believe they keep making these movies and so you know i went and saw john wick with some friends because just like joker i'm the only fucking person on earth who didn't like it Who doesn't like john wick and so i went and saw it with some friends and i was like okay cool keanu got his cute little trilogy in this admittedly kind of interesting world, I like the uh, I like it how it's almost like realistic fantasy kind of in a situation like that. If that makes any sense, but like urban fantasy kind of, it's it, I think that's a cool idea. I think the world they created is interesting. That said, I think the story of John Wick uh, was basically done in number one. Like I didn't I didn't hate the first one, but I was also just like it's just an average action movie. And I was like, "Cool, that was a that was a okay, a great four to five out of ten. I'd probably give it a four personally because I didn't like the way the action scenes were directed. Although I will say I'm a little bit biased. That's not super duper fair of me to say because I kind of compare everything to the Raid and the Raid Two, which are the best action movies ever made. And if you guys haven't seen them, I highly recommend checking them out. But and maybe that's not fair of me to do because again, that's like I'm pretty sure those are South Korean." I'm, I'm just going to say they're South Korean. I don't remember. I'm not going to look it up because I'm a racist, I guess. But uh, those are some of the best directed action movies. Well written, just because it's very simple. The Raid 2 kind of disappears up its own ass at one point. That point being the entire fucking movie because it's almost three hours long. But besides the point, the action scenes are amazing. And I just don't think that John Wick is anything that extraordinary. Like, I look at other action movies released in America and other action movies, and they're just... I don't know. It's not its not anything particularly amazing. Like, I watch these movies, and I, I want to see why people lose their jizz over them, but like, I just... It's not clicking for me. I'm just like, all right, it's an average action movie with a not very good actor, so I don't really know why I'm watching it or why I care. Hmm. I will say that in John Wick 3, uh, an actor from The Raid and The Raid 2 is in it, and... Um, it, it's the best part of that movie honestly all right up next is oh man we're doing good we're doing really good so oh no i remember this okay no i'm fucking i'm i'm fucking i'm high um into the spider-verse that's right okay this i, I saw spider-man I, I was afraid it was uh far from home but nope it's into the spider-verse That movie came out in December of 2018, but I saw it again in 2019, and um, I'm not going to rant about it because uh, I could rant about it for a while, but that is uh, not only debatably the best Spider-Man movie. I still kind of say Spider-Man 2 is the best Spider-Man movie, but that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is probably the best superhero movie. It's the most original-looking, purely aesthetically-looking movie I've seen in, like... All decade, fuck it, all decade, all year, all decade, all my life. Uh, I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, no, I love Into the Spider Verse so fucking much. I love that movie, and if you guys haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. It's the best superhero movie ever made, and I don't like these superhero movies these days. That's why I don't like the MCU so much because they're not really about heroes. They're about like they're not about superheroes. They're about like these invincible fuckers killing other invincible guys. And it's not about, like, what makes you a hero. And I know everyone's excuse is like, oh, it's been done to death before. Oh, you can't fucking do that in today's day and age. I'm like, then you're missing the point of what superheroes are. I'm not trying to watch a organization of invincible guys kill a purple alien. Because I was watching Infinity War last night, and I think about it, and I'm like, how can anybody take this seriously? Like, it's so ridiculous. I'm not saying we have to take every movie seriously. That's not... Everyone's goal, but it's like, it's so ridiculous. I'm really just not into these ones. But Into the Spider Verse really brought back the whole, like, what it means to be a hero, doing the right thing, stopping, like, crimes and stuff. Put that on my tombstone. (laughs) Stopping crimes and stuff. Ah, man. All right. We're just going to stop there. I love that movie. Please go see it. I have it on Blu ray back here. Uh, yeah, there she is. got the Blu-ray special edition. I think it's 3-disc. I don't remember. I got this at Target. Target always does those exclusives. Well, they do, like, spe- special releases. I also got La La Land. I know La La Land is a 3-disc special edition, but I'm not here to flex my movie collection. You guys can see it in the background. Look at how fucking rich and cool I am. You know how much fucking pussy I get? It's unreal. I'm stalling while I grab one of these. Uh, <laughs> end game again. Uh <laughs> I saw that movie three times, three or four times. Uh, Stuber. That was that comedy with uh, Dave Bautista and Kumail Nanjiani. That's his name. Okay, yeah. Uh, It was good. I like both of those guys separately. The movie wasn't amazing. I kind of lumped Stuber into one of the, in the category of, oh, it was just like a a fun action comedy. You know, like uh, if I were to give other examples, uh, Chips terrible movie as that is that why why is that the first one that comes to my mind chips uh the 2016 ghostbusters you know just that kind of shit you know it's like it's there and it's like oh cool you know we made a movie and uh we got some actors in it (laughs) all right up next and i just want to say the reason there's cuts in these podcasts is because my camera only records for 25 minutes at a time or 30 minutes at a time so i always have to stop it and restart it it's really stupid and i fucking hate it and just adds another step to the uh The editing process, that's just stupid and takes too much time. But that's said the point. So uh, up next is going to be Zombieland 2. Okay, boy, Zombieland 2 is without a doubt the best sequel I've ever seen in my life. No question. Hands down. One billion percent. I love Zombieland 2 because I loved the original Zombieland. And it's amazing because that movie, Zombieland 2 came out ten years later. And it felt exactly like it was made in 2010 in the best way possible. That's not a bad thing when I say that. It was like, it was legit like the, it was like they made the movie, like they had the sequel, they made it the next year, you know, when you'd normally make a sequel, or like the next year, the next two years after, and they just like kept it in a vault, and then released it in 2019. I loved Zombieland 2, it was so funny, and such good callbacks, it was the perfect sequel, it didn't so much jerk off the original, very much paid, paid homage, paid paid respect it was just it was a lot of fun and i really enjoy those two movies that's going to be a definite buy for me when that's out on blu-ray or dvd Now i'll do it on dvd because i already got the original on dvd do i have it in here is she here can i find it quickly before this bit dies it's already dead but um yeah it's there zime lands in there somewhere and i'm definitely getting two because i very much enjoyed it princess kaguya that was part of the uh, studio ghibli fest uh princess princess kaguya it's really good. It's long, but uh, that's not so much a bad thing. I believe that movie was like 2 hours and 40 minutes, I think. Uh, hey Google. How long is Princess Kaguya? On the website theverge.com, they say Princess Kagai's straightforward plot perhaps doesn't quite justify its 2 hours and 17 minutes running time. 2 hours and 17 minutes. Hey Google, stop. Stop. Okay. Two hours and 17 minutes. A little long, but that's fine. It wasn't bad. It was very good. It's such so beautiful to look at because it, I swear the animation, it looks like watercolor. And it's just beautiful. It has this introduction when we saw it. had this introduction about the director, and uh, apparently he died in the process of making it. Or, like, he died, like, right before they released this, and, like, he was, like, had a disease. I'm paraphrasing. I don't mean to disrespect him if you guys actually do the, know the story, but this is just based on solely my memory. Uh, I... Um, it was like his last film, and he really wanted this to be his last film because it's apparently a Japanese um, fairy tale. And goddamn, it was good. It's beautiful, and th- the English dub wasn't too bad either. You know, usually English dubs are pretty, uh, pretty bad and cringy, not unlike my podcasts. But th- this one just really was just really good. And it's about a. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what it's about. You should honestly see it because. It there's some whack shit in there, but in, like, a fairy tale sense, and it's just, it's really good, and it's a good watch, and, like, if nothing else, like, fucking mute it and watch it. It's just beautiful to look at. Like, I mean, I swear to God, it's all watercolor. Mm. So good. The movie, not the White Claw. Delicious as this Black Cherry White Claw is. All right uh the lego movie 2 here's the thing i i loved the first lego movie i think i wrote a longer version of this back when i first saw it because i used to write movie reviews on my facebook which is probably the cringiest thing i've ever admitted out loud but i did it and uh, i used to be really good at talking about movies Uh, unfortunately i think i still have that skill so the the thing about the lego movie is that we live in this era that's just dominated by nostalgia say what you will but everything is dominated by nostalgia the only reason joker got popular is because it's based on a comic book and comic books are nostalgic and make a lot of money the only reason that anything fucking gets made is because someone can recognize it because it was made in the 80s and they grew up with it and it reminds you of a different time it's the memberberry uh syndrome i guess it um I've never felt that about anything because I, I personally, you know, be, allow me to talk down to all you guys really quick. I, I kind of like looked like to look forward. I don't really look back to the past as much to find comfort in things. You know, that's why, uh, that's why I got really depressed when media kind of started disappointing me, not really bringing, bringing home the bacon as as it goes as far as depression and all that because I I didn't have that thing where I could like, oh, I grew up with. To pick a random example, I grew up with uh uh Power Rangers, or I grew up with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or I grew up with superheroes. And when I think about that, that puts me in a mindset of like a better time. You know, I don't I don't have that with anything, except the Lego Movie, the first one. And you know, on the surface level, it's just a fun movie, fun movie about Legos. But then then they hit you with that ending, and you know, I'm not gonna say I cried or anything, but I was like, holy shit, that's genius. I think the first Lego movie is genuinely fucking genius. I'm not even kidding. I love that movie so much. And, um, you know, I was iffy about the idea of a second one. But I went and saw it, and I'm going to be honest, it's is okay. And that's w- not what I wanted. I wanted it to be, you know, at least just as good as the first one. I'm not saying better, but, you know, at least make it, like, close to that first one. Make it close to that good. And they didn't, and that's not... It's no one's fault. It's just the way the movie turned out, and I, I just, it just didn't do it for me. They tried to do the same kind of meta ending, except they introduced it way earlier, and the whole reason that fucking worked in the first Lego movie is because we didn't know, but now we know that it is actually just all this kid's imagination. Spoiler alert, I guess, but now we know, and it kind of devalues everything, because we know that it's just, you know, imagination, and I don't know didn't work as well that second time i must say which which sucks because there's a lot of talent a lot of ingenuity and a lot of really good talented people go into these movies and they they do their best but they didn't bring it home this time It wasn't for me definitely check out the first one though Mm. i'll see what's up next uh pet cemetery was fucking really bad uh toy story (laughs) Four. no Pet Cemetery was very bad, and maybe it's because I'm biased against um, Stephen King, but I, I wasn't a fan. It wasn't scary. I don't want to get into my horror movie rant, but the thing with horror and comedy is that it's very subjective, and I know people bitch about having that opinion, but it's fucking true. Comedy and horror are subjective to every single person. The same things I find funny, you're probably not going to find funny. The same things I find scary, you're not going to find scary. I'll give you a fucking perfect example. The movie Insidious is literally the scariest movie I think I've ever seen in my life, okay? This movie scares the shit out of me, still does. Fucking Coraline still scares the shit out of me. Doesn't scare the shit out of you. People show Coraline to their kids for some reason, you fucking psychopaths. Pet Cemetery wasn't good. Wasn't scary, wasn't interesting, was way too long. Toy Story 4, on the other hand. Here's the thing about Toy Story and me. <coughs> ha ha ha, Anthony's a contrarian. I never really liked the Toy Story movies that much. I didn't hate them. They just weren't really for me. I was like, okay. They get lost in every movie. Cool. Yeah, I don't know. But I, they were okay. They're not bad, except the first. Ooh, buddy, watch the first Toy Story again. That movie is kind of aged pretty bad. <laughs> not gonna lie, but you know, that's no. That's not a bad thing. That's just you know, product of the times. Anyway, Toy Story four though, I didn't like Toy Story three like at all very much. It was kind of too. How do I say this? How do I say this? Holocausty. If, I'm, is, if I can say that, uh, you know, because they're in this camp, well, they're in a daycare, and there's fucking the Gestapo toys, and then it ends with them always being incinerated. And that movie's really depressing. I can't watch that movie. It's so fucking depressing. Nothing works out. There's the baby doll, which has its own depressing subplot. There's John Goodman, who I don't care what his character's name was because he's always just gone John Goodman, who had a really depressing origin. There's the entire ending where they get fucked over by John Goodman's slave owner bear. And then they almost get incinerated. And we see toys, except that they're going to die. And it's so depressing. And I can't watch that movie. And then the end, they hit you with the one two punch of depressing, but like a bittersweet depression. So it's like, I'm not a fan of it. And I like sad movies, but that movie just felt kind of too. Kind of like they were just y- kind of using it, if that makes any sense. Or just like, how sad can you make our audience? Brrr, you know? Oh, God. I guess not drink this as fast. What if I just chugged as much as I could? How much would you guys pay me if I shotgunned one of these white claws on the next pod? If I did this on Twitch, I would definitely say, someone give me 50 bucks. But I don't do that um, because I don't have the confidence to do this live. Uh, the mule. Mule was good. Mule overall was a very enjoyable uh, movie and story. Uh, I believe it was directed by Clint Eastwood as well. I know he was in it. I'm pretty sure he directed it as well. He might have written it too, but I know he at least starred in it and I'm like 99% sure he directed it. It was good. The only problem that I had with it is uh, the ending. is a little too happy, like for the story they were telling. It would be like in, um, it would be like if Breaking Bad ended on season four, like, you know, I'm not going to say what happens because I think everyone should watch that show. But, you know, Walt wins and gets away with everything and everything works out. If the show ended there, it'd be the same kind of tone. You know, you have all this really deep and dark storytelling. And it's like really interesting crime, underbelly world. Underworld, that's what I'm trying to say. But And then the ending, just like, oh, everything kind of worked out. That's not to say Mule's a bad movie. That's just the only thing that really kind of always bugged me about it. Anyway... What's next? Ad Astra. Ad Astra was one of the best movies I saw last year, actually. Really fucking really good. And Maybe it's because I'm into space shit and I'm kind of a slut for space, even though I kind of think, well, I have controversial opinions on the uh, space program, which I'll get into at some point if you guys want. But uh, that was a really enjoyable movie. The only thing about Ad Astra that kind of threw me off was two scenes Like, overall, really, just really good. Like, 9 out of 10 material. I might even go 10 out of 10. I haven't seen it since uh, uh, September. But if I see it again, I could probably, I could maybe even give it a 10 out of 10, except for two scenes. And they're just such a tone shift. Like, it's played, not like super-duper serious, but, you know, it's kind of played like, all right, we're going to take this seriously. We're going to kind of treat this with respect make this like what the future could actually be like and that's kind of what I found so interesting about it and then there's these two scenes that just kind of come out of nowhere and kind of derail the whole thing for about five minutes each and you're like oh okay cool I highly 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 recommend Ad Astra and I guarantee if you watch it you know which scenes I'm talking about okay so let's go into what's next (laughs) uh escape room is okay I like the idea of like this impossibly huge uh, escape room, how it's it's like the portal, kind of like the portal meme, how it's like you keep, it's like this impossibly huge, you know, r- building in this whole fucking uh, warehouse that just keeps going and going and going and going and going. And I like that. And it's kind of had the same idea as an escape room as a portal and all that shit. I like that movie was, it was okay. I mean, it wasn't amazing. Hmm. It was I right, though. Detective Pikachu It's a fun little movie. I didn't grow up loving Pokemon. I think I've told this story before, but my parents didn't let me watch uh, Pokemon when I was a kid because uh, they were worried about the violence. I don't know if that, I mean, you know, we can debate the effect of violence in media on a young mind, but, you know, never really thought much of it, which is why I don't really have any big investment in Pokemon. I'm just kind of like, oh, cool. You're capturing creatures and making them fight. It's like, if, it's like if I walked around picking up every stray dog and then made them fight each other. Yeah, it's pretty much that. But Detective Pikachu was really good. It was really enjoyable. I uh, thought the casting of Ryan Reynolds was kind of whack. I still kind of do, because the thing with Ryan Reynolds is no matter what movie he's in, he's playing Deadpool. And that's, you know, it's great when he's Deadpool. I mean, it's amazing when he's Deadpool and those Deadpool movies are pretty good. But, you know, when he's not playing Deadpool, he's just being Deadpool. He's being a quippy little fuck who can't curse unless he's Deadpool, and see, again, it's great. It's great in that situation, but that aside, I thought the world they created, and, well, they didn't create it. You know what I mean. The, the world in the movie was really interesting. I thought the designs of the Pokemon was really cool. Uh, I mean, some of them, we could debate how creepy the they kind of looked, but uh, I, I thought it was really well done. I thought uh, it was really good. There's a twist at the end, which I'm not going to spoil, even though saying there, there's a twist in a movie is kind of spoiling it. There's a twist in it that I kind of saw coming, but I think it worked pretty well for the movie. And uh, overall, it was an enjoyable time. Uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, was very good. The story I have behind that is when I went and saw i went and saw it with my boy Isaiah. Love you, baby. Shout out, Isaiah. And um, uh, what was it? We were seeing a movie together, and then we saw the trailer for Godzilla. We were just like, yo, let's get really, really high and go see that movie. And we did. And... <laughs> He smoked uh, two joints in his car, ate a bunch of edibles, went and ate, and then uh, went and saw the movie. And then about 15 minutes into the movie, the edibles hit, and boy, howdy, was that a great experience. Such And I saw it again sober. I always like to do that whenever I see a new thing high. I'll try and see it sober if it's as enjoyable or even close to as enjoyable. And it was. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, That's what the first Godzilla movie from 2014 should have been, because holy shit, that 2014 Godzilla movie is fucking bad uh dragon ball broly i have n- this is the only piece of dragon ball media that i've ever seen in my entire life and honestly i found it really enjoyable thought it was a cool animation style i thought it was a nice simple straightforward story so i with my buddy zach which i know you're listening zach i love you baby uh i thought that was a really fun enjoyable experience made me kind of want to watch at the very least made me kind of want to watch uh dragon ball z uh kai whatever the abridged version is where it's, they cut The entire Super Saiyan and Frieza arc into like 50 episodes. I might honestly fuck with that. I don't know. We've been talking about doing a marathon of Dragon Ball. I don't know if I have the time. We'll see. But uh, Broly was really good. And as someone who's not super into Dragon Ball and knows nothing about it, I thought it was a good time. Well, hey, there was another cut and the camera may have moved because my fucking battery died and the world's against me making this podcast. Let's get back to the movies. We'll start wrapping this up soon, guys. Don't worry. Up uh, next, uh, we're looking at The Dead Don't Die. It was building up a lot of stuff in the story. Uh, I thought it was going to go a lot deeper, but then uh, it really just kind of sucked. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just going to spoil it because who cares. It's about uh, these cops who see a zombie apocalypse starting to happen in their small town. But then there's all these weird meta breaks and these little hints of bigger things going on. And I was thinking like, okay, so these meta jokes and these things are going to lead to something big because I was really hoping it would reveal, it would just go off the rails in the end and reveal they were in a simulation or something. I thought that was going to be really cool. I was like, this movie's shaping up to be fucking sick. Turns out all the meta shit is there just as a joke and that's it. And I was like, the whole time I'm thinking like, okay, all this dumb shit that's not that funny and doesn't make a lot of sense, it's, it's leading up to something big, right? Nope. Nope. <laughs> No, it is not. It's leading up to the joke being, "Hey, isn't this meta shit kind of funny?" That's the joke. Damn, that was it. That's the whole movie. And I was like, "Cool, great." Well, glad I watched that movie. The boy Adam Driver was in it though, and honestly, say what you will about Star Wars movies, but he was quite, quite good in that. Not that he's been he's been killing it recently in the last few years, is what I'm trying to say. Rocket Man was really good thing with rocket man that i wasn't super jazzed about was how do i say this the first problem that i had was you could kind of tell that elton john is still alive and had a big part in making the movie because you know you'd see moments where you know he like does this thing and they, it's like it's like in uh, bohemian rhapsody which i didn't see but i'm gonna talk about anyway you know there's all this other shit of how they made the songs. and it's like okay well I'm watching Rocketman, and I'm like, okay, Elton, that life event probably didn't actually happen like that. That's probably just how you perceived it or just how you remember it or how you want to spin it. Probably didn't actually happen like that. Still a good movie. That was my first problem. Second problem was uh, I thought the musical sequences were kind of inconsistently, kind of inconsistent tone. I kind of wanted all of them to be in the same vein as... Oh, Rocket Man, the, the song Rocket Man, it, it, that's probably the best part in the movie because Elton's uh, all drugged out and he's trying, he just wants to die. And so he falls in a pool. He hallucinates, he sees like his younger self at the bottom of the pool playing on a little piano singing Rocket Man. And that's sick. Like that was a really cool scene. And I was kind of hoping all the musical sequences would be like kind of big and over the top. Like, uh, oh, I want to say across the universe, but that's kind of the same vein. All those musical sequences were different and unique now that I think about it, if I remember correctly. I haven't seen them movie in forever because I'm not super wild about it, but Evan Rachel Wood, though. <sighs> Boy. All right. Um, no, uh, I was kind of hoping they would all be kind of like in the same vein as the Rocket Man sequence, or there was two other big, ridiculous musical sequences that I cannot remember from that movie off top of my head. It was good, though. And, oh, fuck, what's his name? Hey, Google. Taron Egerton. Hey, Google, stop. Hey, Google, stop. All right. Sorry, guys. Uh, Taron Egerton. He's really good, and uh, he should get more work. And honestly, he should have been at least nominated for his performance in that movie because he was amazing. And I think he did his own singing. Not like that's a huge thing, technically. This is a big one, boys. Spider-Man Far From Home. I bought a fucking ticket for this. There it is, right there. Way to fuck my own focus up. I hate the Tom Holland Spider-Man. And here's the thing. This movie proved to me that Tom Holland could be a good Peter Parker and Spider-Man. I just hate what the MCU is doing with Spider-Man right now. It's so terrible. And honestly, I'm not going to get too into Spider-Man Far From Home because we'll be here for another nine hours. But, oh, what I wouldn't give to get these th- these two hours and this 1125 back. Whew. The only good part was the very end when J.K. Simmons reprises his role as uh, as J. Jonah Jameson. That was the only good part of that movie. That's the only part I genuinely enjoyed. I'm a hater, yeah, I know. I can hear you all now. Frozen two. Uh, I bought the ticket for that one because I actually really enjoyed Frozen One. Believe it or not, I really enjoyed Frozen One. That's one of my favorite animated movies actually. I thought it was a lot of fun you know, there's some nitpicky stuff that still kind of bugs me, but I'll buy because, you know, it's a fairy tale, it's a fantasy, whatever. But I love and I adore Frozen 1. Frozen 2 was just kind of, it sucks. I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to come on this podcast and shit talk Frozen 2. I wanted to love that movie. I thought the trailers were sick. I thought it was going to be a great time. And it was because I it with my boy Levi. Shout out Levi. But, um, man, Frozen 2 is just not that good. Man, 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 man. I really wish that it was better. I wish it had a stronger story. I wish it had better songs. There were like two good songs in the entire thing. And yeah, there were some funny moments. But it's the sequel. And it's been, fuck, seven years? 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19? Six years. Six or seven years since the first one. So I was thinking they would do a bit of a time jump. I'm not saying it has to be super hardcore dark or anything. But you know. The people who grew up watching Frozen are a little bit older now. So, you know, I thought, you know, maybe we make it a little bit, like, slightly more mature. Maybe throw some more character stuff in there. But now nah, it's just not good. And it just kind of felt like they were just trying to sell toys, which I, I know they're all trying to do with these movies. But I don't know. Frozen 1 was really good. And it had those songs. And it had a nice little story. It had some cool character stuff. But it just didn't wasn't as good the second time around, unfortunately. And I hate saying that. But it doesn't ruin Frozen 1 which is nice, so let's get right into what's next. Captain Marvel was really bad, and I'll tell you exactly why, because here's the thing. That movie made a lot of money, but I can guarantee the only reason it made so much money is because it was hinted very strongly at the end of Infinity War that she would be a big part of Endgame, and so everyone wanted to go and see the Endgame stuff. Nothing about Endgame, like... And it ends up being about the most overpowered person in, in any fictional universe I think I've ever seen in a movie. I mean, she's so fucking overpowered, and she can just do anything. And here's the thing, like, she gets taken from Earth to live with the Kree, and like, oh, you're I think they were the Kree. I don't I don't fucking remember. It was the Kree. No, the Skrulls were the uh, the fucking bad. See, I don't give a shit about this. But the thing is, is that Captain Marvel, she starts off as this quippy, wise ass who can fucking already do anything and then she if i remember correctly loses her powers or something happens where then she's like or she gets her memories back and she's like oh shit i remember i'm human and then she's just even more overpowered and ridiculous and so i'm thinking like if i if i were to restructure that movie this is exactly what i would do i would make her really stoic in the beginning you know make her stoic as fuck because believe it or not guys not every fucking person in the mcu has to have some quickie joss whedon bullshit dialogue You can do other shit. I know. No, I know. I know it's crazy. But, you know, you can do other things with characters in these movies. So I would have started her as, like, this stoic kind of, like, hard ass. And then, after she gets her memories back, then she can quip and do all the shit that she wants. I also would have made her way less powerful because I swear to God she can do anything. In Endgame, she fucking takes out Thanos' ship and goes toe-to-toe with him. The only reason that she even lost is because... Thanos got that really, oh, fucking remember that part in Endgame when he just fucking, he's holding her back with his hand, he just pulls the Power Stone out and just mm, gut punches her. That's so sick. That was such a dope part. and He just pulls the Infinity Gem out and just, so sick. That was one of the best parts of the movie. Not because she got hurt or anything. It was just a really cool idea. Uh, I don't want you to think I'm a misogynist. But Captain Marvel was bad. And they filmed part of it where I live. Which is like I, I swear to God that's the only reason anyone in Fresno went to see it because they're like they filmed for some of that fucking movie in Shaver. Do you guys know? I'm like, yeah, I've been there in Shaver. Cool. Fucking Brie Larson was there. Great. Very interesting. Fucking local ass people. Um, local ass people. Yep, Sorry, I just got a text. Distracted. My daddy's calling. Um, no, my my father texted me. Uh, little Women. Uh, which I technically saw on the tenth, which was two weeks ago. I'll talk about it anyway. I really enjoyed it. I'm actually very surprised by how much I enjoyed little women. Uh, here's the thing in movies, and it's not just like a, a it's not a woman thing. in movies, I don't like to be preached to about things like if it's if it's anything, if it's a movie that's being disguised as like, you know, a women-can-do-anything thing or, uh, you know, a guns-are-cool thing or, uh, you know, I'm saying this horribly, and I say this as a straight white man, so I'm just going to get yeeted out of existence if anyone ever listens to this. But I don't like – and I, I kind of got that vibe that the entire movie was just going to be one of those women-can-do-anything, women-can-do-anything. In my personal opinion, I kind of feel like that's obvious, and maybe this is me trying to make myself sound like a white knight, but I genuinely believe – that everyone's pretty equal, white, black, uh, brown, uh, man, woman, child, you know, anyone's capable of anything. And I don't like when movies are like, well, you know, women can do stuff too. I'm like, yeah, I know. I know women can do anything. And I know that women have, you know, felt and been oppressed throughout the past, but we're in a different time now. And I don't really think we need those kind of lessons, not shoved down your throat, but I don't think it needs to be so prevalent in media anymore. And maybe I'm wrong. I might be wrong, but in my personal opinion, I don't like when movies do that. That said, Little Women was very good. And, you know, you could make and, you know, if you're one of those people, let's be frank, if you're one of those guys who's like fucking feminist, fem- fucking, f- fucking fem Nazi shoving your goddamn feminism down my throat. You know, if you're one of those guys, you're going to be annoyed by it. But I watched it. And there was a big speech about oh, what was it? She was all like, "I can do anything, and yet I'm still so lonely." Because she, she, um, the girl from *Midsummer*, uh, plays one of the sisters, and she's all like, you know, I, if I get married, then I'm a man's property, and if I give him children, then they're his children, and if any money that I had, it becomes his money. And it was interesting. And I thought it made a lot of sense in the movie, and I enjoyed it because I think it was a cool thing about the cool thing a cool um, 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 I guess meditation on the um, the time 18 ooh whenever Uh, I don't I don't remember when it is it's the 1800s or 19 I'm gonna say the 1800s because I don't care and I don't want to look it up but the uh, I thought it was very good I thought all the actresses actors and actresses were amazing I thought the directing was pretty solid I thought the writing was really good too and I thought it brought a lot of emotion I like these movies where not a lot happens, weirdly, which is kind of funny because the very first movie I ever wrote in high school was nothing happens in it, like, not much happens, you know, it's got a beginning, middle, and end, but it's very much about a writer trying to find his way, and I'll talk about that another time if you guys want, but I really enjoyed it, I fucking really love that movie, and honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if that won Best Picture, and I kind of hope it would because... I really, I, I don't know, man. I like Greta Gerwig. I really dig her directing. I loved Lady Bird. And um, the actress, Lady Bird, whose name I legitimately, if you guys are friends of me, you know, I cannot fucking remember this lady's name to save my life. Saroy C. C- um, hey, Google. Who's the main actress in Lady Bird? The first two are Saoirse Roman. And Saoirse, and Roman. Roman. <laughs> Saoirse Roman. Fun fact, Google Home is going to be my, the first best guest on the podcast. <laughs> Sir Sir, Roman, Sir, Sir Sharon, Sharon, whatever, her. I adore her. I love her, and she needs to be in more things. And uh, it was just amazing. And Emma Watson was really good. Midsummer Girl was really good. They were all just amazing. And Laura Dern was in that movie, too, which I was surprised. Laura Dern is, God, fucking, she's here. She's fucking here to stay. She was really good in that. She was really good in Marriage Story, too. I swear to God, Laura Dern is the new John Goodman. She just pops up in, like, most movies. All right, boys, we're down to our last five here. So, up next, Alita again. The first time I saw Alita, I didn't uh, finish it for some reason. I think I left because I... What happened? Have I seen a girl? I might have been seeing a girl. I don't remember because, like, I was so not into the movie. And then, like, someone texted me and they're like, you want to do something? I was like, sure cuz I, I was and then I saw it all the way through the second time I was like, "Yep, I didn't miss anything." It was it was okay. It wasn't amazing. Bumblebee on the other hand was very good, and I'm kind of surprised because those Transformer movies suck balls. Holy shit. Oh my god, I didn't even see the last the last two. I didn't see Last Night or um No, that was the only one I ever saw cuz I didn't care. Man, those movies are bad. I know, hot take here, coming in hot, but Those Transformers movies are bad. What if I just chug the rest of this white claw by the way? Let's try it. I always forget. I'm a pussy beta cuck, so I can't chug out of cans. But, you know, we'll we'll try again. This is good. Oh, God. (coughs) There's still so much left. I'm not doing that. I'm just going to embarrass myself on the podcast and said, fuck me. I thought there was like less than half. Fuck me. There's like, Jesus. Okay. Bumblebee was very good. good <laughs> Bumblebee was awesome. Had the girl, Haley Steinfeld. Love you, baby. That was weird. That was really fucking weird. But she's a very good actress. I thought she was amazing in The Edge of Seventeen. Uh, the Edge of Seven. Yeah, Edge of Seventeen. That's like one of my favorite movies. And she's so good. And she's just amazing in everything she does. I'm pretty sure she won that Oscar for True Grit when she was like 14 or some shit. Did she win? She either won or got nominated, but still super impressive because she killed it in True Grit. And I didn't love True Grit. And I'll tell you why if I make it sidetracked here. I didn't like the movie because of the score. I know it's such a dumb, nitpicky, oh, I watch movies, I'm Anthony Kane thing, but the score ruined that movie. It's too. Um How do I put this? It was too um, wild westy, like da-da-da-da-da. it was too upbeat, and like this movie's about this girl trying to hire killers to go hunt her father's killer, while in the background you're. I'm like, okay, well, fucking, am I what am I, am I watching? Lone Ranger? Or am I watching True Grit? Guys, come on. Uh, but I just love Haley Steinfeld. She's gorgeous and so talented, and oh my God, please just please marry me be on my podcast at least it's the same thing it was a good tone shift from the transformers movies of old and i very much enjoyed it and i honestly would see it again if you guys skipped it because you had that same thing in your head of oh well it's a fucking it's a transformers movie it's better than you think trust me um knives out was really fucking good i really enjoyed knives out i might put that as one of my favorite of last year you know what after looking at this I would call... Yeah, you know what? I'm going to call Knives Out my movie of 2019. I mean, you know, I liked Ad Astra a lot. I think it's a toss-up between the two. I kind of like Knives Out a little bit more because it's more character and dialogue stuff than Ad Astra. And I'm a slut for character and dialogue, so, especially because I'm a writer myself. And um, Jesus. No, I, I really dug Knives Out. It's a murder mystery, but here's the thing and this isn't like a spoiler so much it's not like a big twist or anything I think it's just kind of something cool going to know going in well actually it's better to go in knowing nothing at all so if you don't want to know anything skip ahead the next let's say ooh 30 seconds uh, they tell you who did it like in the first 10 minutes of the movie <laughs> and that's what's so amazing about it because they show that and then I'm watching the movie I'm like okay well fucking where does it go from here and boy did it <laughs> <laughs> it escalates and gets really good, and just all these layers get added. And Chris Evans is in it, who, if I may rant for just another quick sec, Chris Evans is a really talented actor. I mean, I know Captain America and all that, but I highly recommend seeing Before We Go. He directed and starred in that movie, and I love that movie. And I honestly think Chris Evans is just this amazingly talented uh, actor and director. I would love to see him write something. Did he write Gifted? I don't remember if he wrote gifted or if he wrote before we go, but if he did, fucking More power to you, bud. My man. All right, we got two or three left. Last three of 2019 and then we're done. Parasite. I saw that last week, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. And by talk about it, I mean I'm going to say uh here's the thing about Parasite. It really is amazing. It really, really is. It's so well shot, so well acted, so dark and yet so funny and so many different things that legitimately the best way to see that movie is see it knowing nothing at all about it. All right. That's all. I, that's my review of it. I would give it a nine out of 10. See it. Don't look up any plot synopses. Don't watch any trailers. Don't look at anything. Just go see it. There's this really good quote by, I, I think it was one of the directors or was it the star? I don't, it was one of the people who made Parasite, if I remember correctly. And they said, uh, at a Golden Globe nomination, I'm butchering this. and I guarantee I'm wrong, but let's just keep going. Let's just keep plowing ahead because I'm a, I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, it was a foreign film. I'm, I'm going to bring it out. It wasn't the Parasite people. It was a foreign film, just to save my ass, okay? They set a line along, they set a quote along the line of once you get over the one inch barrier of subtitles, it opens up a world of filmmaking. And that, fuck if that ain't true. The foreign market in film is just amazing now, especially if you look at like Korean films and films out of Asia. It's so good. I mean, have you guys ever seen Old Boy? The, the OG, not the fucking Josh Brolin dumpster fire of a film that was. No, the OG, Old Boy might be, honestly, I might put that in like my top 10. That's a re- that's fucking amazing. Again, best to see it with knowing as little as possible. All right, we got two left. What do we got? The favorite, I think, came out in December 2018 also, but I saw it in 2019. Amazing. So good. Uh, I was watching the filming techniques, and I was like, wow, I can say that I've never seen a film shot like this before. I have never seen. I mean, I'm sure it's been done before. But I, I can say, like, hey, I have never seen a film like this. And I think it's amazing. And Olivia Colman, 1,000% deserve the Oscar. And she is one of the most talented actresses alive right now. And I uh, see the favorite, man. I, if I remember correctly, it was the same director as The Lobster, which was another good movie. Uh, hang on. Lobster. You know what? Let's just... Hey, Google. Hold on. Who directed The Lobster? Okay, so it did it on both. I'm pretty sure it was the same guy. Who directed The Lobster, who directed The Favorite. Now I'm just wasting your guys' time. But the... <laughs> yeah, okay, same guy. He's the same actress. I don't remember her name. And I've already looked up enough shit. So, um... Really good. Just blew me away. And... That, and oh, not spoiling anything. Just go see it. Last ticket is... Bad Times at the El Royale, which I saw in October of 2018, so I don't know why that's in there, but Bad Times at the El, at the El Royale is one of the most underrated movies I've ever seen. This is an amazing film. Uh, it's right in the same vein as like the uh, the Coen Brothers kind of stuff, you know. It's all these characters and how their stories and the reason they show up at the hotel. It all kind of intersects, and it's just so well done. And I love it. And I, my buddy Josh and I, we saw it on a whim. Just like, all right, well, we got two hours to kill. Let's go see a movie. And we saw um, Bad Times of the Royale. And it was fucking amazing. It was so good. And I highly recommend it. Not a 2019 movie, but, you know, we're out here. So, guys, that's all the movies I saw in 2019. Um, I would be interested to know if you guys had any, uh, what your thoughts on the year of 2019 in film and movies and media, pop culture in general. What were your thoughts on that? Do you have a favorite movie from 2019? Tweet me or email me. Uh, wh- where am I going to put the uh, the tags for the shit? Let's put them uh, over here. Uh, Say it again, pod at gmail.com if you want to email the pod. Tell me what your favorite movie 2019 was. Tell me what you thought of any of the movies I talked about here. Tell me something, guys. Say what's up. At uh, the pie boy, T-H-E-P-I-E-B-O-Y on everything. If you guys want to follow me, we're going to start wrapping up here. Uh, to wrap this up, mm, I should probably finish this. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to pour it in here because I'm a pussy beta cook. as has been established and I can't chug out of cans. And I will chug this on the video version of the podcast. If you guys don't know, I do this on audio and visual. Upload it to YouTube every week whenever I do this podcast, every single week. I've never, ever missed a week of podcasting ever in my entire life. Um, guys, don't do drugs, okay? Cheers. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm a pussy. All right, guys. That's going to do it. Next episode, I'm not going to fucking talk about 2019 anymore. Hopefully. I don't know. I can't make any promises. So we'll fucking see. But I hope you guys join me again next week. Uh, It's going to be... Oh, man. It's fucking going to be like the... Dude, next episode. (sighs) Mm. I hope you guys get ready for the next episode. I also had this idea for something that I want to do, which I'll talk about in the next episode. I think because I'm really trying to wrap this up. Because I'm also trying to catch a movie in like an hour. I'm trying to catch a movie in like an hour. It's that movie. It's that anime movie, Weathering with You. Because I'm a virgin and I don't give a fuck. Because I'm never gonna have sex again anyway. So who gives a shit, right? I may as well go see anime movies in theaters, right? I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, so I'll, I'll be sure to talk about that next week I'll be sure to uh, but, Oh man, guys, this, these fucking surprises And uh, all the good shit I have planned for next episode whew, You're not going to want to miss it Subscribe to the podcast, leave a comment Tell me what a piece of shit I am Say what up su- Subscribe on uh, Spotify and YouTube and all that good stuff We really appreciate you guys for listening And uh, I think that's it I hope you'll join us again next week When we Say it again